Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Guys, you did it. (laughs) And all the adults are like, you ain't done it yet. Um, but I just want to thank you guys so much for coming out and, and supporting the youth. I want to let you guys know that first off, um, you know, traditionally people are like, man, I just don't know what's going to happen in this generation. I'm worried and, 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 and I'm worried, but I'm also very, very hopeful about the future of Christianity in this world. I mean, we just have awesome students and I know it's not just here, at least I hope not, but from what I see in Thomas County and the surrounding area, if that's any indicator of what the future of our faith is going to look like here in the next 10 to 15 years, I am very, very, very hopeful. Um, we just, our, our students are dedicated, they love the Lord, they go out of their way, they have a mission, they have a vision, and they care about their spiritual lives. And so I just wanted to go ahead and, and, and just break down that myth. I'm not worried at all. I think we're going to be just fine. Um, it, is, it is harder now today to walk the faith, to walk with Jesus than it ever has been before. Yet we still have a group of students that are willing to, to, to go, to step outside of their comfort zones, to go above and beyond um, what their peers are doing, um, and really just show up and show out for Jesus. So can we give it up for them guys one more time? Um, so again, I'm, I'm super thankful to be here. My name is Eric Robertson. I'm the student ministries director here at VFC. I've been here over a little over two years now. Um, we've had some transitions over the past year. I was I started off full time, and then recently I've gone to part time. But everything is rocking and rolling. These students, despite my best efforts or worst efforts, we just continue to grow. Um, we uh, I think right now, and I wanted to kind of share some ministry stats with you guys. So from January uh, to May of 2019, our average a total our average total attendance has been about between 42 and 45 students. Um, when we when I first came on here, I think we were averaging around 25 to 28. And like I said, despite my worst efforts, we continue to grow. Praise God! So we're doing something. I don't know what it is. Um, so, but our average total attendance is about 42. Um, our largest Wednesday gathering of 2019 so far has been 48 students. And, and what that means is that's just your average Wednesday. That's not a pizza party. That's not a, at the end of the school year party or anything like that. That is just a regular Wednesday. Our largest gathering so far has been 48 students. That is just unbelievable, guys. Like I said, um, it's, it's, it's when you get out there, um, and I'm sure some of you can relate to this, and I'll be, when I get to a uh, Youth on Wednesdays, I'll see, you know, 10 or 15 kids, and I'm, I'm doing okay, and then I'll see 15 or 20, and I'm like, all right, this is good, 25, 35, all right, 45, 50, I'm like, oh, God, 
We need, we need some more people out here, um, but we, we're just excited. Our largest gathering, which it was the largest last year, um, was our Christmas extravaganza in which we had 54 students, um, and that, that tends to be our biggest party of the year. We get a lot of students that, that aren't really involved with Ignite. A lot of our kids um, invite their friends, and it's just an amazing experience. Um, our most fruitful event, which I, we the way I judge this is, I basically just go and see what happens, right? Uh, we do a couple different events throughout the year, um, and one of the things that the, me and the mentors and, and Steph, who's our middle school director, are kind of looking for um, is we, we want to do what works, and if something doesn't work, we don't want to do it again. And so we take a, a few trips a year, and our most fruitful event um, was D-Now of 2019, um, and thank you so much for all the people that helped with that, the people that donated their homes um, to about 15 teenage boys and girls. So thank you so much for, for that, guys. Um, but D-Now, um, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's a local discipleship. It's called it's Discipleship Now. Um, it's a local event for the youth of Thomas County. All the students, middle school and high school, get together under one roof. I, they did it at First Baptist this year. Um, and then they do multiple services per day. They do a service project. And I believe we had three students saved for the very first time at D-Now this year, which was absolutely incredible. Yeah, we can give the Lord praise for that. Um, and, and from that, we have seen even more students that had a relationship with God since then have just gone so much deeper. So it was an amazing event. We plan on doing that for years to come. It's been awesome. Um, and then our Game Changers this year. And uh, the Game Changers, you know, what that is, is that's something that we have done or have been doing that has just been working out absolutely incredibly, that has maybe changed the way that we do things. But I kind of want to dedicate our Game Changer category to our mentors, um, due to the transition from full-time to part-time, there's been a lot of things that I just simply don't have the time to do anymore. And so we have been relying heavily on our mentors, which uh, mentors are our volunteers that help with our student ministry. Um, we, I rely heavily on them, and they are just getting the job done. They are doing an incredible job, and we will continue to, to bring on more mentors to, pour, mentors to pour into the ones that we have. Um, I just want you guys to know that we, there are people in this church right now that are working full-time jobs, that have side gigs going on, yet they have such a passion for the students of this of this county and this surrounding areas, that they take three, four hours out of their week every Wednesday to come and pour into these students. So I just want you to know we have people in this body that care, that care about your kids, and I'm just super thankful for them. Um, and our goals for this year, which is something that we want to sort of work towards, it's what we want to see happen in our student ministry, um, is we want to sort of re-envision the Wednesday night structure. And no, don't worry. I mean, we're not changing times on anybody, and we're definitely not staying open later. We get, we get out at 830, 8.30. Um, um, but what we want to do is we want to, we've been talking about small groups ever since I got here. And we've experimented with different things, been somewhat inconsistent. And so what we wanted to do is, we're talking to the mentors, and like, how can we do this? Because, I mean, as, who's a part of a FaceTime group in this, in this place right now? Yeah, that's, I mean, if you're not a part of a FaceTime group, you need to get a part of one. It's the, one of the best things we do here at BFC. Um, it's one of my favorite things that I was a part of at BFC. 
And so we want to bring that same passion, that same love, and that same structure into our student ministry. And, you know, while we're sitting around brainstorming, you know, I'm looking at our mentors and we're like, how are we going to do this? We need more people. Uh, Because you're dealing with anywhere from 45 to 50 kids. And so we have decided this year to start implementing a student leadership structure. And so what we're going to be doing over the course of this summer, we've spoken to the students about it, is we're going to be taking more time to pour into people and and students that show leadership potential so that it's not just on me and Steph and the mentors, but students who have a God-given ability to lead their peers. I mean, in our group alone, we have troop leaders, we have FCA leaders, we have all sorts of leadership potential that just oozing. I mean, God has gifted so many of these students. Um, And so we're going to be taking the summer to really pour into those students um, and really spend time with them, go deep into the Word of God, focus on leadership and and building leadership capability. And then we're going to release these students under the guidance of me and the mentors um, to be student leaders, to lead these small groups. It's like, well, we have a problem. We need small groups. We have another problem. We don't have enough people to do it. Well, actually, we do. Right in our own backyard, we have students that are capable of leading other people spiritually and pouring into other students. And so that's what we're going to focus on this year, and that's going to be our goals for this year. And we talked about it yesterday. We had a nice meeting. Um, We had enough barberitos to feed an army in here. Um, Not in the sanctuary. Calm down. It was in the kitchen. Um, And uh, we were talking to the students, and this is what they want. This is what they want to see. And so we're going to do our best to implement that. Last thing to just sort of boast on these kids a little bit. Man, the students here in, at Ignite, they have a passion for evangelism. And let me stop you for a second. I always tell my story of my experience with evangelism. When I first got saved, I thought what I was supposed to do was go to Rayanne's and buy the hottest tracks I could find. I'm talking like hellfire red tracks, like legitimately. And uh, go and pass them out to my peers. Uh, that didn't go over well. Um, and I, I can kind of know why. But our students, they're, they're approaching this differently. They're not just, you know, hey, you need to know about Jesus. Do you know the Lord? You know, what if you were to die today? No, our students, they... They have had an experience with God and continually have these encounters with God, and they can't explain it. And I've had students like, I, 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 don't, know what was, I don't know what was happening, but I just, I just felt, I, I felt something. And I'm like, well, that's great. What'd you feel? I don't, I don't know, but I felt something. And so what do they do? They go and tell their friends, hey, dude, dude, you got to come to church. Why, man? I felt something. All right, all right, let's go. And so these kids, I mean, we're having anywhere from two to three new students every single week. I mean, I'm, I'm losing track of names right now. Um, but these students, they have this passion for evangelism. They are inviting their friends, um, and, and it's just amazing. And I am so excited. That's why I'm so hopeful about this generation. That's why I'm so hopeful for the students of this area, because this is what they are passionate about, Right? And so, you know, in our vision for Ignite Student Ministries is to create an atmosphere where students can build an authentic and lasting relationship with God. That's our vision. That's what we want to see. That's what we're here for. We want to have an area. It doesn't necessarily have to be a building, but we want to have an atmosphere in which when students come in, they can drop off the facade. They can take off the mask. They can be themselves. And while they are being themselves, they can also build an authentic and lasting relationship with God. And we accomplish that through three different, there's three different wings to this vision. And it's, you may have heard me talk about it before. It's know me, 
teach me, and guide me. Know me, teach me, and guide me. Those are the three wings of our vision. That's how we accomplish that vision. So I want to talk for a little bit about those three facets. And then after I get done, I'm going to bring a couple students up and I'm going to show you and we're going to ask them a few questions. We're going to do a little awkward interview, right? We're going to be standing up here passing the mic. And I'm going to let you hear for yourselves what these students are experiencing at Ignite. So the first thing is know me. And at Ignite, we want each and every student to feel known. Because honestly, guys, we live in a world where it's not cool to be yourself. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, there's different things that are sort of amplifying that, like social media and, and, and pop culture and stuff like that. But students are desperately trying to be someone else because they think if they can be someone else, that maybe they'll be accepted. Maybe they will be liked. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. We want the students of, of, of Ignite in this county, we want them to know it is okay to be you. It is okay to be authentic. You can take off that mask while you're here. Because that is the person that God made, and that is the person that God loves. And so what is this, how does this affect our students, this, this need to be fake? I was trying to find some updated stats, and, and I actually think this stat is kind of low, but 20% of students, again, I think this is low, of students will experience some degree of depression or anxiety before they reach adulthood. And a lot of this, some of it is, it could be chemical imbalances, but a lot of it is just based on our culture. It's based on this, this, this trying to find their identity, trying to figure out who they are. 15% 15 of students right now currently are experiencing some degree of depression and anxiety. And social media, we live in a social media world, and, and I'm like pro-social media. I probably seem uncool because like when I first got here, it was like Facebook and Instagram. Now it's like Snapchat and TikTok, and all my kids are like, Eric, please stop right now. It's so uncool. But we live in a social media entrenched environment, and it's here to stay. There's nothing that we're going to do that's, and I'm pro-social media. I think it's a great, I think it can be a great tool, but it can also be your worst enemy if not used correctly. But what students are seeing, and you've probably heard this before, they are seeing highlight reels. They're seeing the highlight reels of other people, and then they are trying to you know, create their own highlight reel. And, and just like any normal person, they have problems and they have situations that they're going through, but it doesn't seem like everybody else does. And so this sort of amplifies this mindset, like I can't be myself. And so how do we at Ignite actively combat this? Our mentors and our students, we work together. We make sure, I mean, one of the practical things that we do is if someone new comes on campus, they get mobbed. Like, absolutely mobbed. Like, mentors, students, like, who are you? What's your name? You know, my favorite thing to do is, like, walk up like I'm a kid and be like, what you doing here? Like, and then see, like, then I get, but I get a real answer, though. It's funny. It's like, put them on the spot. Who are you? What are you doing here? Um, but we, I mean, that's a practical thing that we do. We, we introduce ourselves. We talk to each student. I want to find out. I want to find out about them. What do you like? What do you dislike? Where do you go to school? You know, where do you live? All these different things. Um, but the more important thing that we do is that we point the students to God. We point them to the person that, want, that knows them intimately and wants to know them more. And so how does this change someone's mindset? In 2 Samuel chapter 9 is a story of Mephibosheth. 
I'm going to try to say his name multiple times in this without messing up. But in 2 Samuel chapter 9, you have, you have the story of Mephibosheth. And it's a really cool story. And if you're not familiar with the story, um, you know, David had a really good friend named Jonathan. And he made a covenant with Jonathan. He was going to take care of his... I mean, they were just the best of friends. He's like, I love you so much. I'm going to take care of your family for generations to come. And everything's going to be great. Awesome. Well, one day, David remembers this covenant. And uh, he goes to his servant, Ziba, and he says, you know, go and fetch me. Is there anybody left from the household of Saul? Is there anybody there? And Ziba says, well, I think there's this one lame guy. His name's uh, Mephibosheth. And he's like, well, go, go and get him. And, and Mephibosheth, um, you know, the Bible tells us, had a, had a tragic accident that sort of left him lame. He could not walk. Um, and you have to understand that in that society, it's, we don't have the capabilities that we have today, right? You know, disability is not a big thing. But back then, man, if you couldn't walk, I mean, you were really just, I mean, you had to be taken care of it. I mean, everything. And so he was really sort of a, a drag on his, on his area. But David says, go and fetch him for me. Go and get him. And so the servants go and get Mephibosheth, and they, they bring him uh, to David. And, you know, David tells him, like, look, I, tells, tells the servant, like, look, I'm going to give you all this land out here. I want you to take care of Mephibosheth and his family. I want you to farm this land. Um, and, and then uh, Mephibosheth, hearing all this, is, you know, basically, like, why, is he, why are you talking to me? I mean, I'm, I'm like a dead dog. And so what does David do? David tells the servants, you know, go farm the family, take, take care of this man and his family for the rest of his life. Mephibosheth, I want you at my table. I want you with me. And I can only imagine being Mephibosheth, being in one of your lowest places, probably trying to hide yourself. I mean, just living out in the boonies somewhere. And then one day, the king's servant comes and says, you're known by the king. You're known by the king. He wants you. He wants to be with you. And I'm sure that changed the way, it did change the way that Mephibosheth carried himself. Because from now, here on out, he ate at David's table. He ate at the table with the king. And what we want our students to know is that you are known by God. Wherever you are at, it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what part of your journey or if you haven't even started yet. The good news is, is that you are known by God. And that changes you. That changes your heart. And so that's what we want to do. We want our kids to know, like, not only do I know you and I love you, but guess what? God knows you. God loves you. What is a way that you can do this in your own home? Spend time with your kids. Spend time with your teen. You may realize that they're just, a, just as afraid of themselves as you are of them, right? <laughs> Spend time with them. They want to be known. They want to be loved. And the best thing that you can do, the most important thing that you can do as a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle is just spend time with them. Let them know that you know. So that's know me. Our next we have teach me. Uh, Psalms chapter 119 verses 105. And everybody knows this. Your word is a lamp for my feet. A light on my path. And then 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive His approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who can correctly explain the word of truth. At, our, at Ignite Student Ministries, we want our students to understand the teachings found in Scripture and we want them to be earthquake-proof. 
right? We want them to be earthquake proof. What do I mean by this? So I have a sister-in-law. Um, she uh, lives in Los Angeles. She's in a PhD program at USC. She's a whole lot smarter than me, um, only in nutritional psychology, everything else I've got her in. Um, but when she comes back and visits, she tells us, like, we always have a conversation about the architecture there. Like, in California, like, all of the newer buildings, they've learned that earthquakes are bad and they can destroy things. And so what they have began to do is they began to build buildings that can withstand seismic activity. And so if an earthquake happens, it's not a big deal. Like the building, they have like, uh, like these rollers and they have these like almost like shock absorbers and the foundations are changed. So you'll see like these buildings just kind of like swaying and stuff like that. And you're freaking out. But that building may be swaying, but it's not going down. And so that's why we want our kids to be earthquake proof. We, want, we understand that they're not always going to be at VFC. I and mean, we hope they are, but they're not always going to be here. They're going to go off to college. They're going to go off to work. And in that time, they are going to experience some faith-shaking things. Something's going to happen. They're going to learn about something. Their college professor is going to challenge something they know. And my big thing is I don't want them to have a house of cards faith. What happens to a house of cards? It doesn't matter if I take the top card off or the bottom card off. The whole thing is going to fall just from one thing. So what, I, what, we, what we teach at Ignite Student Ministries is instead of having a house of cards faith, we want our students to have a solar system of faith. What does that mean? It means that if I'm living here on Earth and Pluto just decides to go to some other galaxy, it's not going to affect me none. You know, if... If Mars decides to blow up, that could get a little sketchy, but I might survive it. But now if the sun, now if the sun decides to go into like, turn into some black hole, then we're all done. And so what do I mean by that? We prioritize our beliefs. We keep the important things close. We gravitate to the important things. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus came to this earth, born of a Virgin Mary, died and was resurrected on the third day. We have the Holy Spirit. He's our comforter, right? Those are important things. Paul's thorn in his flesh, though it's a great preaching thing, if I find out it was blindness or if I find out it was a literal thorn in his flesh, it's not going to shake my faith none, right? And so what is happening is, you know, churches, although we, we have done a good job teaching, we haven't, lot, we haven't left a lot of room for elasticity. Like we want these, I don't want these kids to find out that, you know, uh, Jesus wore a rubber wristband. Wait, rubber wasn't invented yet or something like that. And then the whole thing just fall apart. I want our kids to be able to withstand the seismic activity that they're going to find in the world. And so how do we do that? Um, we design special series that are both going to build the students up, edify them, teach them something. But we also allow the students to ask challenging questions. I'm not afraid. And, and as a, have, I have the DNA of BFC Mahara. Like it's like an elephants in the room type thing. You can ask me pretty much anything. And if I don't know it, I'll tell you I don't know. And if I do know something, I will give you an answer or a couple different things that you can go with that remain in orthodoxy, right? And let them decide. Um, but we do a really good job of designing special series and just having a, a level of openness that I don't think you'll find in most places. We're not afraid of questions. We're, not, we're definitely not afraid of hard questions. In fact, it's a sport for us. We have Ask the Pastor Wednesdays occasionally where you can ask me everything from Noah's Ark to aliens in space, and I will give you my best thoughts on it, right? So that's how we do it. So how can you do this in your own home? Um, first of all, know the Word of God for yourself. Be a student of the word. 
Don't rely on, you know, just Pastor Jamie or someone here to be the only source of information for your child. Know the Word of God. Get involved in School of Ministry. If you don't know, guess what? School of Ministry, uh, a Believer's Boot Camp, is the best class you'll ever take in your life. Be involved in your child's spiritual development, especially when it comes to the Word of God. Because if they're not asking you, they're going to be asking someone, and one day it may not be the person that you want them to be asking. So know the Word of God. Be involved in their discipleship. My mom, it was funny, when I was a kid, I was, I was you know, what is that? Why does that do that? And every time my mom would say, because God made it that way. Because God made it that way. Or because God said so. And though that may have been true, <laughs> there are better ways to answer those questions, right? And so be involved. Know for yourself. And then finally, guide me. Um, at Ignite Student Ministries, so we've got Know Me, we've got Teach Me, this is Guide Me. This is our third wing of our vision. At Ignite, we hold the understanding that discipleship is not an arrival but it is the beginning of a journey. And it's a journey that you will walk your entire life. And we employ people like myself, like Stephanie, and our mentors who are, are a little farther down the path than our students. That can guide them along the journey, right? That's what we're here for. That's why we changed the language. It's not youth volunteers. It may be what they do, but they're mentors. Because we want people that are going to be able to pour in and guide these students through the different things in life. Um, I recently... Uh, lost my grandfather. And one of the things, one of my fondest memories of, of my pop, I call him pop, is we would go down to a place called Little River in uh, Midway, Florida. It's right outside of Quincy. Um, and we would set these things called bush hooks. And I know a lot of the guys in here are like, yeah, I know bush hooks. And uh, we would, uh, you know, if you don't know what a bush hook is, it's just basically a piece of string with a hook on it and a weight. And you tie it to bushes and you catch fish. It's great. It's almost like cheating. Um, and a Little River is, in fact, a little river. In fact, in its widest point, it's probably no bigger than maybe 40, 50 feet. Um, it's a lot of navigation. Um, but in all the years that me and my grandfather we would, would go down this river, he would always tell me, he's like, you know, there's a stump right here. And I don't know how he knows about Well, I do know how he knows about the stump because he's ran over it before. Um, you know, he's, he would tell me about the stumps in the water. He would tell me about all the big, like, ancient hornet's nests. He would tell me about where the snakes hang out. He would tell me where the alligator beds were. He would tell me where the best limbs to hang the bush hooks were. And why did he do that? It's because one day he knew he wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be with me. And he wanted me to know. So I wouldn't make the same mistakes he did. So I wouldn't hit the same stumps. So I wouldn't get stung by the same hornets, right? Our students are on a journey. And they need people to guide them. They need people in their lives that are, you know, not just teaching a general message, not just trying to knock out 10 to 15 minutes, but they need people that know what's going on and that can help them navigate it, help them find. It's a narrow path. Jesus said it himself. It's not a highway. It's a narrow path, and it's helpful to have people that are just a little bit farther down the journey than you that can guide you down that path. So what do we do at Ignite? Uh, we take time to meet with students on a personal level. We like to know kids. We like to know what's going on in their lives. If it's a football game, I want to know. If someone's, you know, kicking field goals, Brock, I want to know. You know, if, 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 so, if we got a troop meeting, Brock's my field goal kicker, y'all. He's going to be famous one day. We want to be involved in these students' lives. I mean, we're, we don't have a step-by-step -step guide. You don't have to have a step-by-step -step guide. You just got to know where the stumps are. That's right. right? So what can you do? 
What can you do to be a guide to your student? Just be involved. Nothing, and if there's anything I've learned of these past couple series and from Jamie, nothing shows love more than boundaries and involvement. If kids want boundaries? They do. They really do. They want, they want boundaries. And they want you to be there, right? So be involved in their lives. Be shepherds. Pay attention to your flock. Pay attention to your family. Pay attention to your team. Kind of get the feel. Are they, are they spiritually sick? Are they going this way? Are they, do they need a whack, you know? Come on now, I know y'all whack your kids. <laughs> Sometimes they wander off, so they need to be corrected. Sometimes they're testing those boundaries, so that door needs to be locked. Just be involved. Sometimes they need water. Guide them to the watering hole. And that's what we do. And so with my last few minutes, I want to invite a couple students up. Uh, Bree, uh, Zeke, Natalie, if y'all could come on up. Woo, let's give it up. They were, she was like, what happened to the chairs? Second service. That's why we have two services. All right, guys, so how long? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go down the line. How long have you been at Ignite? About six months. Six months. Eight years. Eight. Eight years. About a year and a half. About a year and a half. So these guys, we've, got, we've run the gamut. This guy was born at VFC somewhere <laughs> on, the, on the property. Um, we've got people that have been coming for six months. We've got people that have been coming a year and a half. I love these students. These are students I've seen amazing, amazing change in over the, the course of my time here. Um, so what has been you know, your favorite moment or your favorite trip at VFC? Um, it's, it definitely has to be D-Now Weekend. D-Now Weekend. Uh, motion. Motion Conference. Yeah, D-Now. Why was Motion Conference your favorite? We had a pool tournament. We had a pool tournament. If I recall, you lost, right? <laughs> Um, what has been, what's been the funniest moment at Ignite Student Ministries? Um, at D-Now Weekend when Aiden and Lily had the rap battle. Rap battle with Aiden and Lily. I think Lily just roasted him. <laughs> oh, we had cheese wars at a peach trip one time. Cheese wars. If you're not familiar with a cheese war, it is where you uh, procure a slice of, a, of, of craft singles and then you impale another student's face with it. <laughs> Um, and the noise is uncanny. It's just bat, and there's nothing more just demeaning than getting hit with a craft single. Probably when I dumped a whole bucket of water on Taylor. Yeah, we had an impromptu uh, water balloon fight like a couple weeks ago, and then Bree just decided to fill up a bucket of water and dump it on another student. Uh, he took it well. He took it well. Um, what has been, you know, how has Ignite Student Ministries sort of shaped you spiritually? Um, I think that it's, it's brought the spirit into me and that it's showed me that God is with me always and that, you know, I can just rely on him and let him take things under control. Um, it showed me like how to be accepting of other people's beliefs and how not to be judging whenever they first explain to me what they believe in. And also showed me how to defend what I believe. Um, I was going through a lot of depression and anxiety and it ended me up on a hospital table with my life on the line. And in that moment, I believe that God gave me a second chance and that his love just overwhelmed me and I believed that I could be happy and I believe that no matter what I was going through, he was always there. 
All right, these, these students, I mean, there's a, a ton of students. I had like a huge pool of people. I wish I could bring everybody up and have everybody tell you these stories, but these students have been an amazing part of Ignite Student Ministries. We are super glad to have them. We're super glad to have all of our students, but uh, thank you so much, guys. Hey, let's give it up for these students, man. That is why we do what we do. That's it. At the end of the day, when the last student gets picked up at 9.15, and <laughs> I go to Zaxby's, and they just got rid of my favorite sandwich, and so I just decide to just drive home. It's all, that literally happened. <laughs> it's all worth it because of students like that. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. That's what you're investing in. Um, and I just, in one minute, I ask you to just partner with me in that. Partner with me. If you're a mom or a dad or grandma, grandpa, aunt or uncle, if there's a child or a teen in your life, partner. Partner with me in that. Partner with your church. We can't do this alone. Uh, You know, we're with them. I think it's, I I forgot the stat, but it's probably like one one four hundredth of the amount of time that you spend with your children or your teens. You have way more, way more say-so in their life. And it would mean so much to them to have you employ those principles. Know them, teach them, and guide them. Amen? So I'm going to invite the altar ministry team down to the front. We could stand. I just want to thank you guys so much. For those of you that didn't know it was Youth Sunday, you just decided to come and you stayed. Um, Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, We have our altar ministry team down here at the front. If you need prayer for anything at all, you need healing in your body, you need someone to stand with you in any situation in your life, you need a touch from God, um, I encourage you, do not leave this place before you receive prayer. These guys have been praying for you before you even went down. And so I encourage you, get the prayer that you need. I'm going to say one final prayer. And when I say amen, you're free to go out and have an amazing day or you're free to come down and receive prayer. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the students at BFC. Lord, we, we, we are hopeful for this generation. We are hopeful uh, for the future of Christianity. We are hopeful for Thomasville. We know that an amazing mantle has been brought into this city um, and that we'll have a good group, a good generations to pass that mantle on to, Lord. So we are just thankful for them, Lord. I pray that you would encourage them, Father, um, that you would bring them spiritual power, Lord, that they would know you in such a powerful way. I pray for all the parents. I pray for the families in this place, Lord. I pray, God, that you would begin a disciple journey in, in those families' lives, God, that is unprecedented. Lord, I pray that Bible, like family Bible studies start popping up all over the place. I pray that prayer with the kids starts happening every day. Um, I pray that you equip these parents, Lord. I know it can be, a, it can be scary, man. Teenagers are scary. <laughs> Lord, amen. And I, I just, I pray, Father, that you would equip the people in this place, the families in this place, Lord, um, to, to know these students, to guide these students, to teach these students, and lead them on this journey of faith. So, Father, we love you, we bless you, we honor you, in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC Podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.